never let them stop your grind And when it's time, don't ever let them stop your shine Why? Cause you work hard to get there When you get stuck, look up, don't just sit there There's haters regardless, just do what you do You ain't through till it's finished, man, that's what winners do Hey guys, and welcome back to Maddie Stanzo's podcast. Um, I have a special guest with me today. It is the legend Matt Moss. How you going, mate? Good. I'm a bit tired because I just finished one of your training programs. <laughs> yeah, you did awesome. You smashed it. It's good when you can get back in the water, but straight away, yeah, like yeah, it's it so good having. Yeah, a gym, really right? good. That's good. Nice good and cool down. Yeah, nice and cool, and get ready to now we're in like a sweat box <laughs> yeah. in the garage recording the podcast. So we're gonna smash it out. Um, so pretty much the reason Matt's on the podcast today is obviously want to get, you know, your side of the story, like where you've come from, your background, you know, why motocross is such an intense sport. And a lot of people just don't understand what it takes to be at the top level that you've been at for so long. Um, so we're going to shed some light on that today. Um, and so I'm super excited to hear what you have to say i've heard only good things so i'm sure it's going to be a fun one um but pretty much let's start everything off matt like why'd you get into riding um first of all and you know what do you love about it my dad um used obviously used to ride back in the day and he we become a coach obviously coaching me and jake um but me and jake obviously we were very competitive whether it was on bikes footy surfing in wrestling, in the in the lounge room, whatever it was, we we're very competitive. So it was pretty much an easy transition into racing because racing is all about you only have one winner. There's no there's no team guys that can sort of. I was always that kid. We played like played football, and I'd get the shits at the kids that um would sort of drop the ball or cause an error for our team. So I wasn't good at I wasn't very good at the social um, team sports. So motocross was an easy option for me, and I just loved it. Like one thing is that we just had fun. Like we, we as kids, we wanted to win yeah. um, from day dot and we we're very competitive. So that it's side cool of things, that brother too. yeah, yeah obviously just... having a twin was the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, you know, so I see so many kids these days that you, you, you want to have that training partner to ride with. I had it, I had my golden years with Jake just training every day and obviously having d- dad is a great coach to have, have him in my corner. That was you know. Yeah, it's like the perfect team yeah, just was in your it, house, was the so you don't have team. to worry about yeah. like trying to get your mates over yeah. and then finding a coach and everything else. So yeah, that's pretty cool. It's funny how growing up when you have a sibling, like just everything's a competition. Like even in the house, it's not even sport. Just I bet yous were always like oh, we, you know, were everything, <laughs> yeah. everything from riding bikes to push bikes to surfing yeah. to chasing girls, whatever it was. <laughs> we we were comp- very competitive, but yeah. at the older age now, we we're so um, connected, like. We've sort of dropped that competitive side where Jake really wants me to do the best I can do because, you know, he sees I'm still very driven, headstrong, and, yeah. you know, he's not quite there. So, you know, he's taken that step back and, and put his focus on to trying to make me a better rider. Yeah, so and that's so cool. It's, hey? You know, it's it's good. We have a bond that no one could ever break. So yeah. it's a it's it's an awesome Yeah, awesome I like the about. photo you posted the other yeah. day and, like, you were sitting on the bike and, and Jake was holding the bike in front of you. And I was like, that's so cool to just have, you know, your best mate, your brother, your twin, just, like, in your corner like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, He'd die for me and I'd yeah. die for him. So yeah. you can't get that. Like, yeah. you can't get that from friendships. Like, you can, but... Like mm. me and Jake. Is, it's different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Like we'd take bullets for each other. Yeah, no, nah, that's cool. It, yeah, I love that. And it's some, yeah, so rare and yeah. heaps, heaps uh, lucky with that. But also obviously having your dad, like 
to be there to coach his. I remember hearing some um, stories from your dad, like he'd just have his the out stories. in the front, the front, <laughs> the front, <laughs> front paddy, just doing circles and stuff. Like, how cool is that? That like, you know, you got your dad there and then your brother and stuff, and like all about the basics. I feel like the biggest thing that I've I've learned personally with this sport is. People are too quick to go, what's next, what's next? And they don't start on the basics. And obviously, like I'm just speaking for myself here, but this is why you guys are the best is because your dad like hammered that into you. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he hammered it. Like he didn't have to. We were we were getting trained and coached without knowing. Yep. Like dad ran schools three days a week from when we were thing. And we obviously done all the demos and all the kids my age were there. So we we're just riding and doing these things every single day without knowing like how beneficial it was for us. Yeah. Um, so we never looked at it like we were doing coaching schools. Yeah. Like we were just enjoying just being part, part of, it. of it. And But the benefit of doing that every single day is what made us good riders because Jake was a natural talent on a bike. I was terrible. Um, and Dad will always say it like he, Yeah. But Dad always said, like, like you're, you're very driven. Like I'd go when someone would do 10 circles, I'd go do 20. I was just that kid that. Always put that had to put that little bit more effort in because I wasn't a natural, a natural yeah. rider yeah. like my brother. Yeah. Like still to this day, my brother's the best rider. Like in my eyes, he's a way better rider than me. But like you know, I was never that good, so I always had that chip on my shoulder. So I just worked a little bit harder. Yeah, and it's a, that that quote I love, and I always say to people is like you know, talent only gets you so far, and it's about that you know drive, consistency, and dedication. That's what's going to get yeah. you to the top, and and that's obviously why you're there. Um, but obviously getting like, you know, getting all that coaching, that was your upbringing. Like it was sick. That would be so cool. Um, but like, obviously there was probably a lot of speed bumps, a lot of hurdles along the way. So like, you know, what are some things that you've kind of learned, I guess, along that your journey? Like it's been awesome. Um, you know, what are some maybe like setbacks or something that you, you know, that you've had to learn from? Like one, I always say it now, like the blessing is dad never pushed us. We pushed ourselves with anything. Um, so, you know, setbacks, parents divorced when we were young. So dad didn't have, you know, we sort of had to really push hard to get rides and stuff like that. Like I moved to Melbourne when I was 14 to just so I can have a ride. Um, and that was hard, you know, like being away from your family and, you know, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. So like that sort of stuff. And then obviously dad sort of, you know, tried to get us around people that had a lot of money because, you know, that was... Dad couldn't afford it by himself, but, you know, it was probably one of the best things ever. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We just, you know, like, it, I wish a kid now, like, if you have your family around you, that's probably the best thing ever. My advice is, you know, stick, try and stay in a tight-knitted family, yeah. like friends and family that that want your best interest <laughs> and, you know, that sort of stuff. But, like, I've had a lot of hurdles, injuries, injuries, people don't, you don't think about them and you don't want to talk about them, but pushing a kid or injuries is a killer. Like yeah. as in my brother, for, for example, like he had some big injuries right in his prime and it sort of, it just stopped him in his tracks. I've had some big injuries, um, but a lot of my injuries when I was young. So mm-hmm. you, you heal quick and you get over them, your, your mental side of it. Um, but injuries and you know going too quick trying to get the process is a process like you can't skip a process um you know i've had heaps of hurdles i went to america um when i was i think i was 17 or 18 um by myself that was probably the stupidest decision i've ever made um 
And I went to a 450. I'd never raced 450. Yeah. And, like, I was living abroad by myself, no family, no friends, racing for a team that after I, I injured myself the day before I left, I broke my back and um, broke my wrist, which was I had six operations on it. So they the team didn't really want me there because I was, you know, I was always hurt and probably the worst decision, you know, that set me back two years in my career. And then I sort of had to come back to Australia and reset to get back over there. Um, had a lot of highs and lows, like a third um, in America and 250 in the Supercross. And winning, obviously, my championships here was amazing. But then, obviously, yeah. having kids and stuff, that, that tops that's it That's a whole other ballgame. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other thing. I, yeah, it's definitely uh, injuries, you know, setbacks. They're, they're one of the biggest things, like, in sport. So, I guess, you know, a lot of kids and parents listening to this, someone's going to cop an injury at some point in time, like, so your process, you're telling them, is just to, like, slow down, deal with the injury. Like, you know, what else? Is there anything that you kind of did, like, off the bike to keep you focused or, you know, you just kind of waited it out? I was I, – I, was, I don't know if I'm built different, but when I crashed and broke something, my thing was, oh, crap, now I have to wait four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks to get back on my bike. So that was my mentality and not I'm hurt, you know, or I've got to sit like, – yeah. how long until I can get back on my bike? And it was always – I'd try and come back early – um, I wish I had guidance to sort of say, hey, no, just just wait it out you know, until you're fully healed. But a lot of the injuries come from getting on a bigger bike too early. Um, you get so much false. There's so much false, I don't know what you say, like advice out there. That, yeah. You know, this, I see so many kids these days that get pushed to be on a 125 or a 250 way before they should be on it, and that causes injury, and that sets them back, like, because like, they're going too fast, they, the bike's too yeah, heavy. Yeah, it's just like, like they're not ready. Things, like yeah. there's kids yeah. I look after now that, like one, like Jack, you know, he's, um, Mick was talking to me about getting him a 125 and I said, don't get him a 125 because you just, like you're going to hurt him. All, yeah. the other, all the other boys, don't worry about the other boys. Like build him a 115 or whatever yeah. in an 85, something he can just flog and, and he'll stay injury free. And that's a big, one of the biggest things. Like you look at like Dungey's career or someone – with that caliber, I think he broke like two collarbones. Like that's crazy, Chad. He had a lot of injuries maybe when he was older, but like I'm talking like he was 33, 34. But up until that point, I think he he only had like two broken bones. I had by the time I was 16, I had 59. <laughs> like it's just oh, yeah. like there's so many things you can prevent in this sport. Like you know, parents pushing their kids. Like yeah. you shouldn't have to. Yeah, for just one. by slowing down and taking well, a step back. You never have to. You shouldn't. Never take the joy out of it because the joy is what you got him into. The, you, you know, you got your kid to bike for him to enjoy it, yep. not to become a champion. If he wants to become a champion, it becomes that's on him. Like everything comes onto that kid. Like yep. if he wants it, he can go get it. Yeah, I like that. I think yeah, I think as soon as you start pushing, um, you know, athletes to to do things, then you know you want it more than them. Then what's the point at yeah, the end of the day? Because even when if they get there, right, if they get to the top, they're not going to stay there. So then all that hard work, all the commitment, all the money, especially in this sport, you know, and the time and the travel, everything else, what was that all for? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's I see so many parents um, that push their kids to do it or yell at them when they don't ride well. Like, it's just... It's not it's worth nonsense. it, really. As, honestly, like, like yeah. as in, like, my kid... I don't want my kid to be a, 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 a motocross rider only because I know what it takes to be a motocross rider. It's yeah. not... It's not a fun sport, yeah. but you nearly talk to any athlete that's a professional, you know, won titles or an American. It's not a, it's not, it's not so much fun 
You have it to. It becomes be, a job. It's a job, yeah. and it, you've got to be a special breed to make sacrifices, and you can't be social. You can't be anything. You've got to. It's just you. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's like the next thing I was going to ask. Like, what does it actually take to be the best? Like, you do. You talk to the top level athletes, and even myself with my little career in my sport is like. You have so much you have to sacrifice, like seeing, like you said, seeing friends, not seeing family, you know, having to always be on the road, going somewhere, you know, you're injured, sick, tired. You wake up the next day, feel like you've been hit by a truck and can't do anything. Like, so for you, like, what does it take to be the best? Like, what, what are some things? Dedication and hard work. Like, I see so many kids that are like 10th place, whatever. And, but. They don't realise they could be the best in the world. Any kid can be the best in the world. It's just whether you're there or there, not, like you have to do 10 times more work, but that's achievable. Like everything's achievable if you put your mind to it. Like I was very, very dedicated up until, you know, I got to a certain age and girls and, you know, like I got a letter straight with a couple of mates and stuff like that. So like... I was very disciplined, like I didn't do, I had no social skills at all because I never socialised because I was like, you know, I want to do my own thing or do whatever is best for me. But it comes to down to like just eating breakfast, like when I was winning and racing, like like even I would make sure like I eat the right things or I'd make sure I do the right things like, and that was always my first thing, even like I when when I knew I wasn't doing the right things, like my racing sort of spiraled. Dropped off, yeah, yeah, dropped yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. But I was re- very always very quick at like correcting it and going, "Nah, you're getting better back. than that. Get back into the." So get that's back very. In the you're wing. very self aware then, obviously, of like where you're at, what you're doing, and stuff like that. Is there? Were you just like naturally always self aware growing up, or did like you know it, did that come over time? Like the older you got, the more you became. Oh, like this is not actually going to help my riding. And you kind of checked yourself. Like yeah, I feel like, like a lot of people don't do that. There was, there was a point in my career when I literally would line up on the gate and I'd look side to side and go, I don't know why you guys are here. Like literally, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's my. Cool. That was my. I trained that hard and I put the effort in. Like I literally would look across the line and go, I don't even. Like, yeah. You guys are coming second. Why don't you? Like that was. I was that's thinking, cool why mindset, don't you? I was I like, like, why that. don't you just quit? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Do you just like all, coming second? Yeah. But like, and I hate it. Like I would not race a bike now. If I still don't think I could win races, yeah. Um, yeah. like people say, like, do you enjoy riding bikes? Like, actually, I don't enjoy it. Like, I enjoy the competition. Yeah, like, I'm a, you like winning, that, but I think that's what made me who I am and win so much. Is like I enjoyed the winning. Like yeah. I enjoyed putting the effort in and coming out on top. And it's a special feeling. Like there's so many kids that I see that should have made it but didn't make it. Whether that's been guided the wrong way or whatever but this sport you just have to you have to be so dedicated like you know and I was to a certain point and then you know you start winning championships and you get a big head and you think you're the top of the world and then you get slapped down so yeah you know and I'm I'm the biggest critic of that like you know I well got turned upside down like five years ago and had to go to work and do all that sort of stuff and but you know it's it's the sort of person I am. I can't quit on yep. that. I can't quit on that. So I come back and I'm putting everything in for this year to have yep. a good year. Yeah. But that's just that's the way I'm bred. I, I was going to say, like, how do you balance, I guess, you know, racing, you know, you've got a little family now, you've got the young ones following you around, and then obviously work on top. Like, how are you balancing all that at the moment? Like? <laughs> I just put it all on my wife. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I'm very lucky. Yeah. Um, Sophie... 
Sophie was there in the good times and the bad times. Um, so yep. she knew how much it meant to me. And, you know, it's hard. Well, it was, uh, you know, it was last year when I come back, it was so hard to prove to her that I wanted it and my results weren't showing it. Um, so it's hard for her, for a family to go, like, are you making the right decision for our family? But this year, you know, she sees the work I'm putting in. I think, um, I think this year's made it a lot easier for me. Like she's, she's pretty much 100% behind me. You know, obviously we've got two kids and we've got to put a roof over the head, food on the table. But you know, she works five days a week and, and takes extra jobs on the weekend just so I can go racing. So like seeing that sacrifice, it makes me want to sacrifice even more to, to get the job done. And obviously I want my kids to see what dad did. Like they missed out on the golden years. So yeah, for me to get a number one plate or win some races, like that's that'll that that'll trump any championships yeah. over one. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, good to see see your kids like that. See dad like you know committed to something, and especially you know everything else you got to deal with. Like it's just a good role model for and, them. Eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I I want to see I want Jager to see the commitment side of things that you have to do. The th- but in saying that too, like I don't care if he never does any sport. Like, he'll probably will. He's very active and stuff like that. But, like, it doesn't, like, it's not a fun life. But he but can, like, transfer that. Like, he doesn't yeah. have to be, like, it doesn't, he just needs to see dad working hard and go, okay, well, that's what I need yeah. to do in life. Like, and whether exactly. it's sport or not. But I always say, like, motocross, there's so many, there's a critical age. Like, when you're 9, 10, whatever, up to 13, 14, like, there's no, there should be no push from parents or you've got to win this, you've got to win that, like. It's, it's, I didn't win my first Aussie titles till I was 13 or 12 or 13. And then I got nine professional titles. Like, it's just, you've got to let the kids have fun. But at the time, they've got to realise when it gets to a certain age, like 13, 14, like, you know, it becomes more of a sacrifice for the family, for the parents to spend all this money to take a race. And wherever that kid goes, right, I'm going to do the right thing and put my mind to it and put in the effort. That, that's if they're not going to do that, you might as well give it up. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like it's the kids. Like, I never had to get pushed ever because I pushed myself. But I see so many kids these days getting like, you know, at sixteen, seventeen, getting pushed by their parents, but they're not putting the effort in, and then they're wondering why they're not getting the results. Like, mate, you just don't. They're not working. You're not for working it. for yeah, it. Not like, working for as it. in, you, it's blood, Pretty sweat, and, and tears. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's actually like you got to be willing to die on that thing. Like yeah. I'd I'd die to win another championship. Like yeah. if someone said, "Give me like shoot me in the," <laughs> I'd take nine bullets yeah. to take to get a championship. I'll do like, that. Like, happy days. <laughs> yeah. Take it. Yeah. So so like, like if I guess like with parents listening to this and stuff like and obviously that's a big advice thing you'd give them is like just you know don't push your kid. Let it when they're younger. Let them have fun. But like. What else would, you know, how should they talk to their kids, I guess, on race day, like, you know, or training and stuff like that? Like, what, what's some advice you can give to them? Depends on where they're at in their career. If they're kids, let them enjoy it. Um, don't take the fun out of it because, you know, compliment them. You know, you don't have, you know, cheer them on the, on the highs, and, but don't get down on them on the downs. Like, just, they know, like anyone that rides a bike, they know if they've done well or if they've done crap, like, you don't, you don't need to rub it in. Yeah. That's like when, you know, a team sport loses a grand final. Like, cool, you lost. The grand final. I know I lost. Oh, no. Like, it's not, I know I rode shit. Like, yeah. get off my back. But it's whether that kid goes, I lost the thing and a day later, 
you see the next morning you see him get up, go and run it. Like to put him and he's put he's never ran a day in his life. Mm-hmm. That's the kid that will always trump the other kids. But yeah, never get down on him. It, like confidence is key. Like if you're confident, the kid's gonna go well. But don't break a kid down. Don't make excuses for him. I see the biggest thing is like, you know, there's people out there with money, there's people out there with no money. Like we never had anything. Me and Jake, we rode our asses off and we got sponsored. But there's kids out there and the parents will go, you know, in front of the kids like, oh, it's because you haven't got this or you haven't got that. But that's just planting the seed like, that's an excuse for, that's giving a kid an excuse. Like don't give them an excuse. Like make them aware that you don't, you don't, no, you can't make excuses. Like there's no excuses in racing. Oh, you crashed. I crashed. That's why I lost the championship. Yeah. yeah, but you crashed like, because you, you weren't crashed. focusing. Because like, yeah, you know, exactly. yeah, like have you been training? Like, like everything goes into it. Yeah, yeah. look, I, I look at like Jet Lawrence. Like he never ever he didn't take motocross serious till they moved to um, Europe. So he was what 15, 16 maybe, and he literally, I like I don't think I'd ever seen him race. Yeah, like, well, yeah. I yeah. never really heard of him like here yeah, and there, yeah. but like it was all about Hunter. Yeah. And Hunter was putting in the work and blah, blah, blah. But, and Jet was just having fun. I know he did dancing and stuff like that. Yep. So, like, he never took it serious until a certain age. Obviously, he had the capabilities yep. because he's just a natural talent. But he didn't, like, he just had fun with it. But now he's so dedicated, but he still has fun. Like, yeah. he's, like, the, he's a new era of amazingness. Like, he puts in the work, but he has so much fun. And the parents, are like, like, the same thing. Like, the dad and that. They push him now, but they can still have a laugh together and stuff like that. Like, I think that is key moving for anyone that goes to America stuff is, like, keep that family network and keep your good trainers or whatever that are around you, but have fun. As yeah. soon as a parent takes the fun out of it, your kid's not going to make it. Yeah, but and I think that, like, really, if you think about it, if you're a parent listening, like, kid, whatever, like, as soon as we start to get stressed, right, our body gets tight. So then, yeah. you know, imagine if you're stressed on a bike and your body's tight, you're not moving, you're not flowing. Like, that's just how it all works together you know and then like from the body's perspective for myself you know your cortisol goes up your stress like all this stuff goes up so your body's just stops yeah. working and that's why you know then people start to perform like shit on the bike you know it's when they're training like shit that's when they try and find excuses yeah. so as long as you keep the fun yeah. you're going to be more relaxed yeah that's it's, like the simple way to put it the times when you you know if you're spending all the money you've got to be you, you've got to give your kid a stern talking to but if he's doing the work and he's not performing with other things like with on the bike and making mistakes, like you, you gotta you gotta try and find a, a way to approach it that brings him up, not down. Because you bring any kid down, like they're just that's when injuries happen. Yeah. You, 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 know, you start getting the kid to doubt himself. Yeah, and that's what you're doing. Is there a certain way like you would handle certain? I know kids obviously respond differently. You know, like something that I always say to uh, some of my parents is like. Don't do it in the car. Like, that's the worst thing is after a race in the car when you, like, try to talk to them, that's the last time, that's the last place they want to talk because then they're going to hate getting in a car yeah. at the end of race day. Yeah. So it's like, do you want to wait until, like, the end until you get home? Like, what's your opinion on it? Obviously, I, everyone's I always friend. just try and find the positive. Like, let's talk about a positive. Like, yeah. let's not even talk about the negative. Like, even it, let's just say you, this kid was going to win the Australian titles, won every race, and then something happens and he crashes you know, or he rode's terrible in the last one and mm-hmm. crashes and gets fifth and loses the championship. Like, we, I wouldn't even talk about that last race. Like, I'd talk about all the races beforehand and try and get just positive. Like, be positive. 
then maybe down the track you say, you know, how can we fix what happened in that last race? Like I'm talking like a week later. Yep. Like I look obviously look after a couple of kids now and, you know, there's some of them are total, like two of them, are, they're total polar opposites. Like as in, you know, the way I approach them, like Jack, I look at, like I approach him very, um, like soft, not softly, but like, just calm, calm, like, yeah, very chill, calm. Yeah. He, if you, if you, if I went up to him aggressive and said, "Yeah, this and yeah. this and this <laughs> yeah. and this," it's not going to do anything. Like it's down. just not. Yeah, yeah he's going to shut down. And then I've got like Heath Davies where I can go, "Oh yeah, I'm going to kick out the ass if you don't do that." <laughs> yeah. But they're just like fly, I, I'm good at picking that. like what kid needs what, and yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. But saying that doesn't mean one's better than the other. Yeah, it's just. You approach it a certain way. But same thing is like Heath, you know, we try and well, – I always try and send him home thinking positive. Like yep. if you send him home thinking negative or make the drive home negative, I don't want to be there. No yeah. one wants to be in a negative Space, mindset yeah. or mind spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just get them And get I think happy. that's like the thing with parents is like this is your kid. You only have to worry about with one kid unless you have two or three kids, right? Yeah. right? But like if that's your kid, you should know how to approach them, you know? Yeah, and so exactly. Like, that's and, the thing. That's, like – yeah. Don't. Yeah. This. Yeah. And it's, if yelling's not working the, at them, well, then maybe we're, yelling's change never going to work. Yeah. They're a racer. They're a racer. Like, yeah. They know if they've done crap or they've done. Done well. Like yeah. you just you you've got to dot the i's and cross the t's with them, but you know, like you've got to bring them up. You've got to remember why you got them in the sport. You bought them a bike to see the smile on their face. So why would you, why wouldn't you want to like whether they've done good or not good? You still want to see a smile on their face when they come home. They're still your kids. And there becomes a point where they're not a kid anymore. That's when I feel like, you know, that 14, 15, 16 is a crucial years of your race. And that's when you can start being, hey, like, you know, come on, come yeah. on, come on. But then that same thing, that gets to a point where you shouldn't have to do that. If you're still having to take, get up, go training. Like after a year, don't you think, like, mate, yeah. this kid's not, he doesn't want to do it. So why am, I, yeah. why am I putting effort in? So it's a double-edged sword that, I don't think yelling at your kid or abusing them is any help. I think it's all about that positive. Like, make training positive. Make everything tra- like th- make that hard work positive. Like, give them a rap. Give like give them a pat on the back every time they go train or they'll do something. Make them make them enjoy it. Make them think they've done something special. Whether they're a tenth place guy or first place guy, always a pat on the back and a congratulations. Wherever they are with their sport, I think is is amazing. Yeah, well, the fact that, especially in your sport, like, the fact that you're just out there giving it a go, like, it's the hardest sport in the world. Like, it's so demanding on the body, like, physically <laughs> and mentally. Like, yeah, it's, it's a just, shit, it's it's a shit sport. No, <laughs> it's an amazing sport. It's a, it's very rewarding. Yeah. But <laughs> it's a punish, too. It's 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 a deadly sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, you know what I mean? At me as a parent now, I don't want my kid to hurt himself. I don't yeah. want him racing. I don't want him to make the sacrifices that I had. No, I had to. Like, this, my social skills were terrible. Lucky I had four years off that I had to go to work and learn how to talk to people. But, like, I'd never go down the pub with my mates or do stuff like that. I'd very social. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll that. just go yeah. do it by myself. Like, yeah. If years ago I'm going to hang out, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go ride my push bike. And I think that's such a cool thing. But in, in the world of sport, right, is you need to be able to do things on your own. If you're yeah. not a person that does things on your own, then maybe you're in a little bit of trouble when it comes mm-hmm. to sport. Like if you can't get yourself up and out of bed, like you said, yeah. can't train, you know, can't, you know, do your own recovery, go have a cold shower, jump in the ocean, like, you know, kind of maybe 
think about doing something else because that's what it does take to be yeah. the best. And I'm not saying, like, no, I'm no, I wasn't, I'm no saint at that. Like, I don't get me wrong, I could have been a lot better. Yep. Like, don't, I, I always feel like, I wish now, like, I have regrets of, like, my career. Like, wow, I wish I shouldn't have done that or, wow, I wish I went the right path here or I didn't do that. Regret is, like, that's why I'm racing now because I don't want to have that regret. Like, you don't want to go through life going, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that because well, I'm 33 now, so I'm, like, I'm burst, about to burst a bubble on too old to race a motorbike. But, you know, like, you, you can't you can't hang up your boots or finish racing whether you're 12, 10, 13, unless it's, like, your decision and you don't want to race. But, like, yeah. in my position, you can't have any regrets. Yeah. And that's what – that doesn't just start with – me now, like I'm talking regrets of I shouldn't have had that can of Coke. I shouldn't have, you know, if I didn't have that can of Coke, I probably would have that, won that junior Aussies and I would have got that right. And then I would have been Jet Lawrence. Yeah. So, like, people don't realize them little, them the little thing, things, them 1% yeah. is, are absolutely like they crucial. they're crucial. Like, yeah. I always just did that little bit more. Like, I'll go back to, I remember it sticks out because, like, in my one year in my championship, I was against Lawson Boppin, he was my teammate. He come up to my track to ride. And he was a little bit off my pace, but he was pretty close. And we did a 20 lap, we did our race schedule together. And like I beat him on, it was my, like the track that I built and I rode every day. So I beat him by a little bit. But I seen him come in and I seen him gasping for air and he had to get his helmet off real quick, it was hot. So I just went to my mechanic. I'm like, pour fuel in my bike. He's like, what are you doing? I said, pour fuel in my bike, fill it up. So I went out and did another 20 lapper just so I, but this is before the scene starts. So I, I just went, I broke him there and then. Yeah, that like was like a how, mental thing. That almost, was always so yeah. how I did everything. I was yeah. like, I'd try and break him before, before I even got to the race. Yeah. Like I'd put things on social media, like just to, they, like they'd think, what's he doing? I'd just show them what they did. And they'd be, I knew what I'd be putting up is they're not doing what I'm doing. Or I'd always invite, the I said, game. I'd invite the best riders to ride with me. And I'd put them on my tracks and my terms. Yeah. But I knew I'd outwork, I'd outwork them no matter what on that day. Yep. So they'd go away going. The amount of times like KDM, when I was riding for Suzuki, KDM would ring up and go, can we test at your track? Like, yep. Bloody <laughs> oath. So you ain't going to beat me here. And I, your riders are going to go home thinking, fuck, I've got to race yeah. that guy. Like I did it. I, yeah, I, so did cool. that, I did that my whole career with yep. anything, yep. playing football or whatever it was. Like I had that mentality, and I think that that's what got me so many chances. But you don't you don't necessarily need to approach it the same way I did. But that I no, always do the one percenters. Like I did one percenters. Yeah. Like I just do that little bit more. Yeah. And I do it while they're all watching. Yeah. No. It's, but yeah. It's, it's like in in um in the gym when like some of my riders uh, count their reps and they're like, oh, I nearly did eleven reps, and I look at them, I go, why didn't you? It's, it's not going to yeah. hurt you. It's yeah. going to going to make you better. You know. So some people just need to change that mindset a bit. Yeah. Like when, yeah, today, we'll put, like when I was running, I was hurting on that <laughs> treadmill and I was like 300 metres ago and I was like, I knew, I looked at the time that I did the ski erg or yeah. whatever it is and yeah. I seen when Reed Taylor got off the tri- the, the thing over. So yeah. he got off about, probably about 40 seconds after me on the run it and I seen you, you yelled out 
200 yeah. meters to go to him. Yeah. And I was like, well, I've got 300 meters, so I'm going to have to sprint. So I was like, because I didn't want him to right. beat me. I'm and like, well, I've got to put in that little bit more. Yeah, so, so good. Yeah. Just, just work harder. And running for a fact, yeah. running in vans. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, God. they're like vans. They're not van vans. They're like, they're, you and Jai were both in yeah. vans trying to run yeah. on this treadmill. Weren't prepared for that yeah. part. Yeah. That well, I'm not really a factory good. riding, but we can't afford training. <laughs> can't afford the expensive shoes. Yeah, I buy Jackies yeah. and Nikes. Yes. <laughs> but no, it was good. I love that mentality. Like, it's just such a we like the winning mentality is what I guess yeah. people call it. And it's like you either got it or you don't, but you can actually but work on. You getting can work it. on getting That's it. The That's cool the thing. Part. Like, yeah, there's so much you can teach yourself to do it. Like, it only takes. And I always say, like kids, there's kids that have never won a race in their life. I said, just don't. Be patient, mate. It'll yeah. come, it'll come, and, and you'll something will click. Like, so many kids, you think, oh, and they just click, and they just get better. But I say, like, confidence. Like, like Jack for started, for, think of, like, he's come a long way, and so, think of, yeah. not that I'm, I even coach him much. Like, he just rides with me, but I give him that little bit of belief. And it's just, like, them little 10 percenters is, like, someone believes in me. That's like it, that, yeah. that, Like, he thinks, well, I can do it, I can do it. So the same with the parents. Like if the parents just go, I believe in you and help you and guide you instead of, you didn't check, you got this. Like it helps massively. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. It's just, yeah, having someone in your corner to go, well, if you think I can do it, well, why can't I do it? Exactly. That's that's the kind of thing. I love that. Um, All right, we'll wrap up this podcast. But like is there anything, I guess, advice you'd give to maybe some young kids that are listening, you know, like what – I don't know, what, what's something that really kind of maybe stuck with you as a kid and then growing up and you've kind of kept the whole time? Yeah. Uh, Heaps. Well, There's obviously hard work, obviously yeah. riding, try and get on your bike as much as you can. I think New South Wales sort of sucks for riding bikes. There's not many tracks. There was a lot more tracks when I was a kid. Um, just getting time on your bike. But, you know, just practice the things that you're not good at. Like, them, like it sucks. Yeah. But you just practice the things you're not good at. And then you won't realise yourself in five, six weeks if you practice the things you're not good at and then you become good at it. It's so, like, you become such a better rider. But there's so many coaches out there, um, you know, go to your local coach and, you know, I'm not saying that this coach is right or this coach is wrong or blah, 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 but, you know, they they all sort of know the fundamentals um, and I think, like, practice them, like your elbows up, your brake and all that sort of stuff. Like, I was lucky we got to do it every single day pretty much from when I was, I can remember. So we got taught that every single day. It was just become second nature where kids don't get that these days. Um, so try and, even if it's to go down your park and do circle work or yeah. get in your backyard and do circle work, it, it does make a massive difference. And just put in the work, but enjoy it. And don't get, don't get, don't get disappointed if you don't win. It comes if you put the work in. Yeah, everything yeah. comes once you yeah, put the work that's in. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, thanks so much for jumping on, Legend. Um, and yeah, we'll chat to you soon. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy it. Never let them stop your grind. And when it's time, don't ever let them stop your shine. Why? Because you work hard to get there. When you get stuck, look up. Don't just sit there. There's haters regardless. Just do what you do. You ain't through till it's finished, man. That's what winners do.